0: is brought to you by just some podcast video the views on this podcast are those solely of the host and do not represent the views or opinions of any other institution Welcome to Nurse Papa, a podcast from the heart and mind of a pediatric oncology nurse and father. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a story of parenthood, or I tackle a parenting question from one of my loyal listeners in a segment called Dear Nurse Papa. In either case, I hope to come out on the other side with a better understanding of what makes kids and their parents tick. Papa, can I tell you something? Sure, sweetie. What's on your mind? Today feels just like yesterday. What do you mean? Well, the day is almost over and we are still wearing our pajamas. Hmm. That's true. And why are we eating pancakes for dinner, Papa? Because pancakes are wonderful, no matter what time it is. That's true, Papa. Can you pass the syrup? Sure thing, Boo. Not too much, though. Okay, Papa. when we thought we knew each other life looks different than before we look different to each other too as the shelter in place lingers on my family and i are becoming more familiar with our immediate surroundings we don't go out much home feels safer there's food and toilet paper there bored with their zoom calls and numb to the sight of their dad strolling through the kitchen in his boxers my kids have sought novelty elsewhere. They have counted the legs of countless centipedes One, two, three, four, and tested the rolling properties of every roly poly around. They have mapped and explored every square inch of our home and surrounding property, boldly claiming areas once off limits and made them their own. Like good explorers, they have given these virgin territories exciting names like the Bat Cave and the Beehive. Adults are permitted to visit these new clubhouses, but only when accompanied by a qualified underage docent. When they are not busy founding new child nations, they are inventing novel games with which to pass the time. Their most favorite game thus far requires only their imagination and one very large box. The box once held a full Yamaha keyboard, which my daughter requested but now refuses to play beyond the keys C and D. The imagination came with the child. Their game is called Robie Dolls. It involves two robot children lying in a box, waiting to be unpacked by their new parent owners. Each Robie doll requires a full system reprogram, oil change, battery replacement, and joint rotation. Except for sporadic giggles, the kids generally remain in robot character. The adults get to experience the odd sensation of actually being listened to for once. In normal times, I would have recycled the box months ago. But I now live in a near-constant fear of a Robidol revolt. (coughs) We parents have gotten to know these spaces we inhabit in more intimate ways, too. Unable to sleep well, I have given a first and last name to each imperfection in the ceiling above our bed. The small crack in the plaster two feet to my right is named Alex. Alex Ceiling. He's nice. Doesn't talk much though. Hello? Hello? New emotions have begun to surface like farts in a bathtub. (laughs) I don't know if I have become more in touch with my feelings, but they are certainly more in touch with me. They poke and prod at me like the school bully that once kicked my ass daily in middle school. I usually can't make out what these feelings are trying to tell me. That is to say, I simply don't know how I feel. The difference between happy and sad has become elusive. Everything is more elusive. I walked into the kitchen yesterday and found my wife skeptically staring down a bag of dried garbanzo beans. Like it might provide the secret to life. Hmm? It turns out, this secret involves the shelf life of vegetable protein. And not much more. Mmm! Two months into a process that has no set end date, it seems like there is now just one semi-frantic person living in this home of ours. He, she has four heads, four hearts, likes to eat all the time, and really needs coffee or milk in the morning. After the coffee has been consumed, the shakes and sweating generally subside. The milk is generally spilled somewhere and crying ensues. We once again separate into four distinct people with our own emotional needs and breakfast desires. I have begun to consume eggs each morning as if high cholesterol were back in style. Everyone else goes for waffles, smothered in maple syrup and tears. Although I did not think it was possible, all of us in this family have become more aware of each other than we once were. Our faces, our bodies, our odors, our habits, our dreams, All these attributes have become amplified in the echo chamber that is our home quarantine. Our individual traits have been put on full display for each member to take in, critique, consume, and ultimately absorb as our own. It's weird. Before shelter in place, my son had already begun to talk, but he was far from being able to express his vast interior world. He would often struggle to explain how he was feeling or what he wanted, Under this facsimile of house arrest, he is now a fully functional orator. A regular Tony Robbins minus the big white teeth and the big broad forehead. He presents impassioned soliloquies concerning memories and events which occurred months and even years in the past. His newfound elocution has revealed an entirely new boy for me to love and hang out with. My daughter's evolving personality continues to throw me for a loop daily. Apparently, she no longer prefers to be told to do things. She now requires a convincing cocktail of flattery, distraction, humor, and gentle persuasion in order to perform the most mundane task. In other moments, though, she becomes my most willing volunteer, my most enthusiastic partner. It's unclear if she is as confused as I am or simply just fucking with me because she can. My awareness of my spouse has changed, too. The moments of contention between us have certainly become more numerous. The stresses of pandemic parenting and the dearth of our usual social outlets makes this inevitable. But our ability to pick up the broken pieces has vastly improved as well. We may be arguing more these days, but we also argue much better. Our custom route from fight to fondness is much faster and ultimately much more loving. Before this all started, I was under the naive impression that I truly understood these three people who I call my family. I now realize that there is always something new to learn about the people we love. It may simply require some forced confinement for the more nuanced things to be noticed and appreciated. Some of these new discoveries are mundane, others are surprising. What is no surprise, though, is that I love these three people even more now than I did before this all started. Remember, Nurse Papa is also a book. Within it, you'll find stories that might just change how you look at life and indeed parenting. Nurse Papa has been my labor of love, but it offers much more than my own perspective. You'll learn from the voices of seasoned nurses, some of my young patients, and these patients' parents, each adding their own personal perspective about love, life, death, and learning. Nurse Papa is now available for purchase on Amazon and other bookseller sites. Please consider picking up a copy and, when you're done, leaving a public review on Amazon, Goodreads, or anywhere else where people go to find meaningful books. Thank you so much for your support, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Nurse Papa Podcast.